You're listening to Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A brought to you by Blueprint MCAT. If you haven't signed up for a free account yet, do so at blueprintmcat.com. How you doing today, my friend? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. What can I help you with? So I'm currently a junior right now. Okay. And uh, I finished the majority of my like prerequisites for med school. And I've been struggling a little bit in terms of like what I should do extracurricular wise. Like I'm going into my junior year and I don't have much under my belt. Okay. So I'm kind of confused on where to start and like if it's like, do I still have time, you know, yeah. in these next two years to get those? Because uh, I know inpatient care hours and volunteer work is another huge part of getting into med school. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Got to start. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what's what's the alternative? We, unless you have a time machine I don't know about, um, mm-hmm. the the only option is to start. There's a there's an old saying that says, the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. The second best time is today. So yeah. just because you haven't done any clinical experience or shadowing or anything like that yet doesn't mean you shouldn't start today as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. So the the things to think about are clinical experience, putting yourself around patients. That's to prove to yourself that you actually like taking care of patients, that you actually like a clinical-ish environment. And remember, clinical experience doesn't matter where you are. You don't have to be in a hospital. You don't have to be in a doctor's office. Clinical experience, you don't have to be working with or under a physician. Clinical experience is just the act of taking care of a patient. So it could be hospice, could be in-home hospice, right? could be in the patient's house. That, mm-hmm. that would be clinical experience. So you just need to go find something that you are potentially interested in. EMT is a great clinical experience. You may not like that kind of fast-paced, potentially environment, right? And so that might not be great for you. You could be a scribe, uh, but you may not like that experience where you're just kind of hanging out and listening to the doctor and patient and typing all the notes. So mm-hmm. I think ultimately you just have to do some some reflection and figure out what based on your personality, based on what you like or don't like, figure out what experience will work best for you and then go do that thing. Yeah, I have a a volunteer position at the hospital over the summer that I'm about to do in the cardiac wing, which I'm looking forward to. That deals with a lot of inpatient care stuff like, uh, you know, getting to talk to patients and doing some deliveries between rooms. So that's something that I have going for me now. Uh, another thing that I have is you mentioned like EMT mm-hmm. and I've been really looking forward to doing that. They have this program back uh, in my university because uh, I go to U of M and uh, the what's it called? It's like called Huron Valley Ambulance and they have like this program and then they hire the students right after you get out of the program. Mm-hmm. They also have another program that they're doing in my hometown, like over the summer. And I was wondering, in your opinion, should I do it near my college or should I do it over the summer here and then try and look for a job there? I don't think it matters. I, I think get get your training and then find a job. Mm-hmm. And then um, another thing I had a question about, I've done fairly well in the majority of my prereq classes except for physics i <laughs> did not do so well in those two physics classes probably okay. like my subject 
And uh, it's been kind of stressing me out in terms of like where my GPA stands. So. Okay. What's your question? <laughs> like, uh, should I be worried about that or? Two classes aren't going to make or break your, your application to medical school. Mm-hmm. Okay. The the only thing that you need to be concerned about is if you got a C minus or lower. Anything less than a C, so C minus or lower is not considered passing for prereqs. I see. So you have to retake if you got a C minus or lower. Mm-hmm. And then um should I look into taking a gap year out of college or try and still shoot for that like on time, like right out of the college, move to med school? uh application time yeah since i'm lacking in those extracurriculars look you're you're kind of a a rising junior now Mm -hmm. so you'll apply a year from now correct yes the normal application time is like second semester of junior year right correct so you'd be applying a year from now yes so the if you had a year of experience under your belt, uh, presumably continuing that experience through the application, mm-hmm. I don't I don't see a reason why you would have to take a gap year. Now you may want to take a gap year. That's completely different. I don't mm-hmm. I don't think that the question of should I take a gap year or not is is really just based on what do you want, and then potentially looking at your application, what are you missing that a gap year will help strengthen. Yeah. So if we were having this this conversation next year and it's like, hey, should I click submit on my application? I don't have any experiences yet. Then I would probably say, hey, you're probably not ready to apply or at least conservatively, I wouldn't recommend applying. Yeah, of course. But you and have then- a whole year plus. So it's it's not like, I, I think there's a lot of confusion in this process with experiences and like, do you, do you have to come out of the womb with a stethoscope in your hand taking vitals or, or else you're late and you're not going to get in? Yeah. Is um is it like one year experience? I feel like, is that something that they're going to look at and be like, you know, that's not a lot of time that you've been in the clinical experience, you know? It's it's not time, it's, it's impact. How mm-hmm. much did that time impact you? Someone could have 3,000 hours of, of EMT work and they didn't really think about it. They, they weren't super passionate about it. And then all, all they write about is like, hey, I was an EMT and I learned these basic life-saving skills and you should let me be a doctor because I'm, an, I'm, I'm ready for it. Yeah. Versus someone who works 20 hours a month over the course of a year. So if you were to start an EMT job relatively quickly, let's, let's say you have 10 months between when you start your EMT job and when you apply to med school at 20 hours a month, that's 200 hours. And if you reflect on it, if it was impactful for you, if it meant something to you, what you can write about and how it kind of helped you understand your life and why you're here and why you're doing this, it's completely different. So it's it's not time, it's not total hours, it's how you're able to reflect on those things that matters the most. And um, so, like, yeah, my plan was to do an EMT program and try and find a job through there. Uh, would it be fine for me to only look at EMT as one of my main sources of patient care hours? Or it's fine. It is. 
Okay. Yeah. Most people I look at only have one area of clinical experience, whether it's scribing, EMT, or, or whatever else. I think, like, from what I've seen, uh, volunteering is maybe one of the more things that people do in different locations. So, like different- so volunteering is generic. What, do, what does volunteering mean? Volunteering could be clinical experience. Volunteering could be non-clinical. It could be working with, like, Habitat for Humanity or going to the soup kitchen, right? So you ha- you have to don't use the term volunteering because I don't know what that means. But if you're saying, hey, people uh, do clinical volunteering in the hospital doing X, Y, or Z, like again, just just because you see lots of people doing that doesn't mean that's the right thing. Maybe they just don't know what to be they want to be doing. And then uh, another thing, because like I've watched a lot of your videos on YouTube, and um, some of the things I hear you talk about when people are like actually working on their application is the use of like a story behind um, behind like the extracurriculars and stuff mm-hmm. they do. How would you go about explaining what you mean by that? So the, the, the term story is, is just anecdotes to show who you are, to show your impact. So EMT, for example, instead of saying, as a EMT, I am working on an ambulance and we respond um, to 911 calls. Uh, we go to the scene and I help stabilize the patient and transport the patient to the hospital. Like everyone knows what an EMT does. Yeah. Right. You, you don't need to explain that. But if you can show me your impact through an anecdote versus telling me all of the skills that you think you have. Like as an EMT, I was able to hone my teamwork and and empathy skills or my teamwork and listening skills. And that's what's important to be a physician. And I hope that I can transfer these skills to being a, a good doctor one day, right? That's the majority of junk that students write that I just, I don't think is worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Versus saying, hey, uh, one of my most memorable calls as an EMT was this one experience where we showed up at the scene and and the patient was in hysterics because they were in a car accident and I sat with them and I put my hand on their shoulder and I comforted them like showing the reader who you are versus telling them who you are that's where I think anecdotes where appropriate can work really well the thing that students take too far is that they fill all 700 characters for AMCAS, 600 for OCOMAS, 500 now for TMDSAS. They fill it all with a story and there's no reflection. There's no meaning. Like, what did it mean to you to be in that experience? What did that, what did that experience mean to you? Mm-hmm. So having room to potentially include like a sentence of responsibility, an anecdote, and some reflection is important. Mm-hmm. And then in like the main essay, besides where you do like the description of your extracurriculars, how would you go about doing that? Should I include or talk about the extracurriculars that I've done or should it be kind of a separate essay? I'm not sure I understand your question. What like you, what main essay are you talking about? The essay that comes after the description of the extracurriculars. Are you talking about the most meaningful essay? Yeah. yeah. So on, on, up to three for AMCAS, you can mark as most meaningful. So not everyone will have the quote unquote extra essay, um, but up to three, that's an essay for why is it most meaningful? So it's a, it's a different question you're answering there. Okay. And then um, in terms of like GPA, right? Like, should I shoot for a specific number? As high as you can go. As, <laughs> what's like, do you think is the cutoff in terms of like 
should I do a post back or should I take some grad classes after college? It th- there's no number that I can tell you. It's it's what does the pattern of everything look like? What do you mean by that? So it, let's say you have a th- a three point five, mm-hmm. right? Let's say you, you graduated, you had a three point five, you were in school for four years, and you took thirty credits every semester or every year, right? Yeah. So. If you graduate with a 3.5, that 3.5 could be 3.5 first year, 3.5 second year, 3.5 third year, 3.5 fourth year. Mm-hmm. That That's one story. Yeah. Your 3.5 could be 4.0 first year, 4.0 second year, 3.0 third year, 3.0 fourth year. Mm-hmm. That's one story. Yeah. Your GPA, your 3.5 could be 3.0 first year, 3.0 second year, 4.0 third year, 4.0 fourth year. Mm-hmm. That's a 3.5. Three different stories, same exact GPA. So yeah. I can't tell you based on a number what you should do. Mm-hmm. It's the story behind the number that we get into the nitty gritty and make decisions based on post-back, not post-back, et cetera. Okay. Uh, and then in terms of like um, like my extracurricular situation, so you you think it'd be fine if it's just like one year experience? I already answered that question for you. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just kind of stressing out about it a little bit. Like, um, I know like during the pre-med course, like you shouldn't try and compare yourself to other students. And I feel like I don't have that much uh, clinical experience in terms of like the people around me. Okay. So, um, I don't know. I feel kind of lost in terms of how, like, is the things that I'm doing in the summer, is that like the right move for me? I already talked to you about this. If you want to be an EMT, go get your EMT training. If you want to be a scribe because you don't want to be an EMT, go be a scribe. Don't be an EMT. So you could sit here all day long and look at what everyone else is doing and be super scared to do anything because you're comparing yourself to everyone else. Or you mm. just do something. Yeah. And don't care what anyone else is doing and just do it. And then mm-hmm. and then once you're in it, go, oh yeah, I really don't like this. Let me figure out something else to do. Yeah. Right? You could sit here and ponder all day long. Mm-hmm. You just have to do something. Because the more you sit and ponder, the closer to your application cycle you're going to get and the more stressed out you're going to be because you don't have anything. And then you're gonna be like, well, is eight months enough? Well, is six months enough? Well, is three months enough? Yeah. You just got to do something. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Just do gotta it. Get my wet, you know? <laughs> just, you got to get, get your whole body wet, my man. Just jump in. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. Uh, is there anything else that you would recommend or any advice that you would give in terms of like where I'm standing right now? Yeah, stop comparing yourself to everyone else. Who gives yeah. a crap what your friends are doing or not your friends? Yeah. What what is what is their day-to-day life? How how does that affect you? It doesn't. For the students who have been getting clinical experience from day 1, right? Mm-hmm. And they have a thousand hours. Does that hurt your chances of getting in? No. Not at all. Mm-hmm. Right? Go watch any of my application renovation videos. Students out there with with tons of experiences not mm-hmm. getting into med school because they're arrogant jerks sometimes. Yeah. Right? 
maybe not on my application renovation videos, but if you go to SDN or Reddit, yeah. like I have 3,000 hours of clinical experience and 1,000 hours of shadowing and three first author publications and, and I didn't get into med school. Well, probably because mm-hmm. you came off like an arrogant jerk in your application and your interviews. Yeah. You, you don't know full context of all of your classmates and, and friends and other stuff. So stop comparing yourself. It's useless. It's a waste of energy. Yeah. No, you're, you're definitely right. Yeah. But uh, I think that's everything that like I wanted to ask, kind of touch up and clear myself on. All right, my friend. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me here on Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. Did you know that we record these live on Facebook at 3 p.m. Eastern on most weekdays? Search for Medical School HQ on Facebook and like the page to be notified. Don't forget to check out our amazing Facebook group, The Hangout, at medicalschoolhq.net slash group. 